Hey, you're tuned in to Listen Back, the podcast, creative conversations with Lettucey. Are we still good? Thank you, Anjanu Ellis, for being with us today on Listen Back. I appreciate you making time for us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What are you listening to on your playlist, on your music playlist? Oh, Lord. (laughs) I love that question. I love that question. I don't, I wish people would ask me that all the time. Okay, so I guess the question is, what do I have on repeat? Because I listen to all kinds of stuff all the time. But what I have on repeat lately is Marvin Winans and Jonathan Jonathan McReynolds singing Smile. Mm. Yeah, they did a periscope of the two of them singing that song. Oh, that's great. And I just listened to it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> and I've been listening to this woman. Her name is Yolanda DeBerry. Mm. Yeah, this um, she has this version of "I Shall Wear a Crown" that is just blows me away, and I play it so much, like it comes up as an algorithm on my YouTube. Whenever I go on YouTube, it's the first thing that comes up because I play it. I play it so much, and then I've been digging back down deep into into the Clark Sisters because I actually didn't listen to them for about a year, so I've been listening to their old their old stuff. Um, My Redeemer Liveth by, you know, Dorinda, Dorinda Mm -hmm. Lee. And this song that they did with Maddie, one of the later songs they did with her called My Cup Runneth Over, that I just, it blows me the freak away every time. (laughs) So that's where, that's where my, that's where my ear has been lately. And can you explain why those choices? Well, I think like with My my Redeemer Liveth with Dorinda, is that her, her leading that song? I mean, for me, basically, the Clark sisters play club music. They they play gospel club music. Like mm-hmm. gospel. <laughs> you know, I hear my Redeemer liveth, and I'm in this house or wherever I am, and you would think I'm listening to, if you saw me from the outside and you the window was up and you didn't know what I was listening to, like, you just know I'm, like, listening to, listening to Prince or, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you think I'm listening to or, you know, that's what, because that's what it does to me. It just, it's just so good, you know? With like Marvin, I just think like, you know, my, my friend and I have been having these discussions about Marvin Winans and how his voice is, sounds like nothing else, like no other sound ever. And I, you know, he and she and I have been talking about it. And I think in the same way that Twinkie Clark's piano sounds different from anybody. Yeah. Marvin Winans' voice sounds different from anybody. When Miles trumpet, Miles Davis trumpet sounds different. It's a different, it's, it's, and I know you know this, you know, you're an extraordinary singer, right? And it's a difference between being just someone who's an amazing performer. It's a lot of amazing performers, but having a sound in your voice that doesn't sound like anything that we've ever heard ever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm so drawn to that. I just think that artists are artists, whether they play an instrument, sing an instrument or act an instrument. We're, we're all artists. I'm learning that. I think with uh, if, if Bill Street could talk that. Oh, my God, that blew me away. I wasn't ready. 
I'm friends with Coleman Domingo. Yeah. Oh, I love Coleman. Isn't he <laughs> just funny and brilliant and crazy at the same time? I just love him. He's a great writer too, a playwright. But right. we met when I was no one in nightclubs and he would come and see me perform. I was somebody, but I was waiting for the world to catch up. Like right now, the world is finally catching up to you. I was like, Coleman, I love the whole movie, but Anjanu took stole the scene there. <laughs> you know? She did it again, you know, and, and he was like, girl, <laughs> you are a, a master class at taking all the words, gobbling them up and just going for it. And congratulations on everything that is transpired you know, transpired for you. And I know it's not small, it's hard work, like years of hard work, but you make moments. Is that purposefully? Is that like, what is your goal when you're thinking about your character and about to, to film? Um, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't, there's nothing that, there's nothing that I go, there's nothing that I sort of, I don't have a process. Really what it starts with for me is is my lines and like knowing my lines backwards and forwards and and forwards and backwards. So when I get to work, it's second nature to me. Yeah. So no matter what anybody says to me, no matter what direction I get, I already have it in my muscles. I can just try things if I'm if that's asked of me. If I get a, if I'm working with an actor in a scene and and the actor tries something, then I can like be a good scene partner and yeah. go with wherever they're going. But for me, the first thing, the first thing that starts with is knowing what I'm saying. And anytime, and this has happened, God knows that when I felt like my work wasn't what I wanted it to be, it's because I wasn't as strong and confident in what I had to say. And that's constant. It's constant. Like I, every actor doesn't have to, I hear some actors are like, I learn my lines when I come to set. I'm not that actor. I can't do that. Yeah. I have to study. That. I have to study too. I, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I have to do that. And when I do do that and feel like I know it and I can forget about it because I know it. Yeah. Then I feel confident. Then I feel confident, you know, but I have to do that. It's like you leave room for any God things to happen. Like, I call it God space. Mm-hmm. I can see there's adding. And it it's not even, sometimes it's not what you say. It's the reaction in the spaces that you say nothing. Right. It's masterful, You the what you do with space. And a lot of people forget about the space part. I'm just glad people leave you room. Well, you know, I, I could see, I've seen, I've seen actors do this, right? I've seen, I've been in scenes with like, wonderful actors like they're dope right Mm -hmm. they take for granted the words you know what I mean they come to work and they don't know what they're saying that's yeah that's crazy to me wow I didn't know that (laughs) yeah like they come I've, I've been in I've been in a situation with an actor who's phenomenal who's fantastic and the actor came to work and they did not know their lines and so I watched this actor suffer the entire day because they the actor couldn't play. Meanwhile, everybody else in the scene was just like, you know, we doing bebop and everything, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> doing blues and just because we're having fun. Right. But that the actor was literally holding on to a chair for dear life 
she didn't know her lines. And so for me, I never want to get caught out there like that. Yeah. Never want to get caught out there like that. And like I said, when my at when my work, when I feel like my work is not what it should be, is because I don't know what I'm saying. And then, you know, on top of that, you, know, you talk about that God space. It's like, you know, it's that thing that happens when when you can just be free. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you can be free. You're not tied to you, you you ultimately you're not tied to the words you say. You still use them, but you're not tied down to them. You're not like, okay, what do I say next? You know? Yeah. That ties you down. That's like a that that just weighs you down. It sounds like that part gives you your voice. Like you say, Marvin has a different sound. Miles have a different sound. Sounds like that creates your voice. What you do with that space, right? No, it does. It does. It gives you the freedom to have that. Mm -hmm. Gives you the freedom to to have that, you know, because if you if you don't have that, if you don't have that freedom, you know, you just you're just a mechanic, right? You know, you're a tool of like the mechanics of a of a script. Or, you know, rather than being something that can function outside of that. And that's what you want, right? Yeah. You know, if you go to church, I always use church as a reference because it's my first understanding of what art is. Mm -hmm. If you go to church and you're in the presence of a minister and they're reading their sermon to you, you know, they may say something that's like, you know, every now and then you're like, oh, that's interesting. But if you're in the presence of a minister who who knows the scripture and knows knows life experience to add to the dimension of what the scripture is speaking to, then you're engaged. Yeah. Then you're engaged because you feel like someone is speaking from their heart. It's the same, it's the same principle. Like all of that stuff gets involved, like your heart, your body, all of that gets activated when you know who you are, when you know who you are and you know what you're saying. And I know sound banal to some people like oh I just got to know my lines that's it you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it 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 really it for me I can't speak for it anybody else God knows but for me it just it starts with the words it starts with the words this is beautiful watching you take every word like I said and just <laughs> become these characters do you ever take your characters home with you I can. I mean, I can do that. I mean, I have done that, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to do that. You yeah, know I was I gonna mean? say, isn't that a I'll lot? Do that. Here's the thing: like when I did the when I did the Clark sisters, I ate, slept, drank the Clark sisters and Maddie Moss Clark. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it was a joy for me to do that. Like I, I wouldn't. It, it didn't bother me one bit. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this movie so bad. Is because I'm like I could go to work every day and hear the Clark sisters' music. Mm-hmm. Like that, I want the job. That's the job. <laughs> I, I get paid to go to work and listen to the Clark sisters. Mm-hmm. Get paid to do that? What? What? Right. <laughs> that job. That mm-hmm. job. And what they paid me, I was gonna do that job. I didn't care what they paid me. I was gonna do it. So, so, I mean, like I said, like I would, I would get up in the morning, sit in the hair and makeup, listen to them, listen to Dr. Maddie, you know, then we would play them during the day and then I would go home at night and the last thing, nine nine times out of 10, I would be listening to them, listening to her and then start the process all over again. 
And I never, it was always a joy for me. We had to work on that script a lot because it wasn't what we all wanted it to be. So I spent a lot of hours with the director, Christine Swanson. She's amazing. She, she goes off a of feeling too, which is really cool. She does. She's fearless. That's what I call her all the time. She's fearless. And so, yeah, like we, we would stay up until three and four o'clock in the morning, you know, working on the script. And then we get up and start the whole process all over again. And that lasted for at least eight weeks because I was doing it before I got to Toronto. Wow. And it was worth it. That's all I can say. It was just worth it. And I had a ball doing it. After it was all over and watching yourself on film, are you, what are you thinking seeing yourself in your craft? Well, I don't watch. <laughs> I'm laughing because singers don't like watching themselves. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't like watching myself, but I, have, I make myself so I can get better. But it's, yeah. you want to edit and fix it and <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get like, because at this point, you know, after it's done, it's nothing you can do about it. Right. It's done. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like a project of a pro- doing that is a project in, you know, in depression for me. Like, <laughs> I'm depressed. This is what you do. You watch what you did a year ago and feel bad about it. Like, that's, that's how you do that if you want to be depressed. And I, I just, I just, I just can't. But Living in the age that we live in now, people are sending me clips, you know, left and right mm-hmm. of, of uh, you know, scenes from the movie. So I'm sort of forced to, I'm forced to watch it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I could, could not watch it, but I just like, you know, look at those clips of certain scenes and I look at them over and over again of certain scenes that people have sent me. And I, you know, I, I assess and I critique and assess and I critique, but just just sitting down and watching, I, I can't do that. Are you, now in your career, are you able to uh, choose your characters more, or do they just come to you? No, I don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. I have that luxury. I still have to. I still have to audition. You know, I still have to. You know, I'm still. You know, there's always a list, and I'm always way down on the list. And then when all those people turn down all those people who are on the list turn it down then i have to audition wow. i'm still that's my that's still my lane that's still my lane you're you're a master class you you teach at all no, no? uh uh-uh. yeah. i have such respect for people who do that mm-hmm. and i as someone who was an acting student i know what i know how hard it is i know what is required to be a good acting teacher and i know you know that i'm sure you've had vocal have you had vocal coaches? Yes. And stuff? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know the ones that are good and the ones that are terrible. And I would be, I don't want to do that to no child. <laughs> no, I would not be good. What's the greatest piece of advice that you've received that stayed with you throughout your career so far? Oh, my God. I, a couple things have happened. One thing I heard Betty Davis say is that your enemy is the person who stands in the way of you doing work. Wow. So that 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 has that has stayed with me. That has stayed with me. And 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 I and sometimes that enemy is you. Ma'am, you so, gonna preach too? You just you yeah. gonna preach all over the park. <laughs> yeah. 
sometimes that enemy is is you. You looking and you looking at your enemy because if you're you're standing in the way of you doing the best work you could do, you know that enemy that enemy is you. Now, what has changed my life? in terms of being not just a better, being a better person and actor, and you got to be both in order to do it well. I had this, I worked with this woman and she said, I treat my problems like I treat my children when I come to work. When I come to work, as I leave out of my house, I tell my children, I will see you later. And so whatever they got going on, I deal with it when I come home. And that's how I treat that's how I treat my problems. I tell my problems, problems, I'll see you later. And when I get back home, I'll deal with you when I get back home. And what used to happen for me, you know, is that I would use, I would take all of my the burdens of my home life, I would bring them to my job. Mm. I would all of that all my personal, all my personal baggage and luggage or whatever. I would bring it to work and it would become, it would become everybody's problem. Right. You know, and that stood in the way, first of all, of me doing good work. And then it also stood in the way of me having any kind of joy whatsoever in doing what I was doing, you know? Yeah. So that changed my whole, and I hated, I hate that I was like, you know, 40 before I got that, you know, but it never too late never too late. And, you know, I still learn that. I still, still have, that still has not, you know, every, I don't succeed at that every time. But when I come to work, I'm there to work. And all this other stuff that I got going home, I leave it at the house. And when I'm there to work, I'm there to work. What brings you joy now? That's my last, last question. Child, my family. Yes. My family. My family. My greatest joy, my sister, my niece, my nephew, and my partner. Those are my greatest joys. My greatest joys. Oh, beautiful. Well, I mean, I'm inspired. I've learned a lot. And I I just really appreciate you making time out of your busy schedule. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Are we still?